Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to another episode of the Handle Your Scandal podcast. I'm your host, Mara Watkins. Today, we have a super special guest. I know I always say that, but like, for real, y'all, all all my guests are super special. But no, (laughs) Um, today's guest is my good friend, Pow. We go to law school together, so she's a full-time law student at Boyd School of Law. And she's originally from El Paso, Texas. In addition to being a full-time law student, which is a job of its own, she also runs her own website, desertofmyeye.com, which began as a passion project to highlight the El Paso Juarez border's life and culture. Welcome, pal! Hi, how are you? Girl, I'm alright. It's been a day. I've been in a conference on Zoom since like 9 a.m. until like 4 p.m. and then we're recording this like two hours later so I'm just a little tired but it's all good how are you I'm good I'm on the same boat I'm tired but you know that's the law school life (laughs) honestly truly just um it's funny because in the conference I was in they were like if this chapter of your life like name this chapter of your life and I was like motherfucking tired (laughs) (laughs) i mean i put mf tired but like motherfucking tired like ooh wee but yeah so tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself Ooh, i think this is the part where i always struggle like what can i say about myself but i mean hey i'm a simple girl i'm bilingual (laughs) i was born and raised in texas love music music's a big part of my life movies too love watching movies um sushi love sushi but of course love mexican food too um now i'm just saying like random facts about me um nah, it's oh all good <laughs> my f- name is ana paola for those listening as to why you're calling me pow pow has been my nickname throughout my childhood and yeah pretty much no legit i'm pretty sure i thought your name was pow until like the end of 1l year I saw like your actual name and I was like, oh, (laughs) I I know people always are like, um, why pal? Where did the pal come from? I'm like my middle name. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like, I like the Paola being short to pal. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So I think that's cute. So what have you been up to lately? You know, we're obviously busy with school, but Hopefully, there's other stuff that you do besides that. And the website, of course, but like other stuff. What have you been up to? Well, I also work. So law school, I have a part-time job with a law firm and the website, of course. I do that. Um, So my day is literally like work, school, homework, study. But I do try to fit it in. A workout um, at least five times a week because first of all I love working out and it just I don't know it makes me feel good it makes my body feel good I feel like we're always like sitting down and we're just staring at the computer the whole day so if I can do some kickboxing or go for a run and just blast my music that's that's uh, Pow's happy space <laughs> but yeah Okay, I love that. Yeah, I guess I never thought of it that way. We do spend a lot of, well, I mean, we already did before, but we definitely spend a lot of time sitting down now. So it is probably good to get the body moving. So that's great. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about Pal. 
Pal, you're from El Paso. What was it like growing up on the border of El Paso and Juarez? Honestly, it was fun. Um, one thing, I mean, I, all my friends, or at least like 90% or 80% of my friends back home speak Spanish. So that's something I do miss now that I'm out here, um, being able to just speak a lot of Spanish, but that's fine. Um, I like speaking English too. <laughs> I wish I could help you, girl. I done took four years, five years of Spanish and not a thing has stuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I miss, well, I love seeing the Franklin Mountains. Mountains. <laughs> Sometimes the Mexican or Texan accent comes out, so I apologize to whoever's hearing. Nah, um, we love that shit. Keep it real. It's not, yeah, my... I'm not consistent in that, but you'll hear it throughout. Um, it was fun because there's so many perks to living in El Paso. Like for example, part where I live in El Paso, I'm like so close to the like the bridge between El Paso and Juarez, which is in Mexico, Ciudad Juarez, um, in the state of Chihuahua. And then on the other side, I'm like 15, 20 minutes away from the New Mexico state line. So I can just go to Las Cruces or go to Ridoso or visit the White Sands National Monument. Um, yeah, it's my national monument. Yeah. Oh, anyways, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to linger on that. Girl, I don't um, even know. You could have said whatever. I believe you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was so much fun because like I said, there's just it. Although it is in Texas and Texas is huge. I think just being in that little corner of Texas is very special, not only because of the sense of community in El Paso, um, but also because you're just surrounded by so many people from like well, one, Mexico, um, and then you're surrounded by people coming in and out of New Mexico or just passing through people who do cross... Uh, I always hear this with people that uh, do like road trips or across Texas or whatever. They're always... Um, or they're going through Texas on their way to California. They pass through El Paso and they're always like, oh, I pass through El Paso, you know? Um, but yeah, it's... It's interesting. I think I'm now blabbing about just random stuff, but yeah, it was super fun. I do miss it, but yeah, it's always nice to visit. I do miss the food. Oh my gosh, the food there, the actual Mexican food. <laughs> not to shade Vegas. Not to shade Vegas. There's definitely shade in that, and I'm not even mad at you because of somebody who did undergrad in San Diego. Um, I'm also super like snobby when it comes to Mexican food. I'm like, mm, this is cool or whatever, but so I get you. Yeah, like oh, the food over there and the salsas, everything is just oh so delicious. And then I'm out here and people are like, you have to try this place. It's super authentic, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. And then I try it and sheds a tear you know i am low-key high-key disappointed but you know i don't try to linger on the fact that there's not a lot of good mexican food places out here because the perks about vegas is that there's like world-class restaurants there's just so many other food options that sometimes i don't have the time to think about how much i miss certain other foods from back home because I'm just trying something new every week or at least try to yeah that's what I was gonna ask you is like what do you miss about El Paso compared to living in Vegas I mean obviously you said the food but is there like anything else that comes up 
I think it's more so the local places. Like, I think, like I said, El Paso is just so strong community. Like, I miss being able to go to Monarch, going to Prickly Elder, going to a, you know, concert at Lowbrow Palace. Like, it's just the little things and local things. Um that I miss uh, or like being able like pre-corona I'm talking about all of this pre-corona by the way um but like even being able to say hey I want to eat in Juarez or oh I want to go to the Kentucky bar in Juarez and just being able to walk the bridge over and just um head there um it's pretty fun but yeah there's there's a lot of little local things that I miss and also the good thing that I realized when I'm back home is I don't need uh, my GPS as much <laughs> out here. I don't know where the hell I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Vegas is just sometimes really confusing. Like I've lived here most of my life and even I sometimes are like, wait, what? Where is that? And then sometimes the street names randomly change and you're just like, okay, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, I have friends who are from California and friends like that are from El Paso that come out here and they're like, why is Vegas like highway streets like exits so weird? I'm like, girl, you're preaching to the choir. I don't know. I don't I didn't do this. <laughs> no, that's so true. So I know that um, a big part of your website is like obviously it's like desert of my eye and both. El Paso and Juarez are desert-y cities, but what do you think is, like, the, like, how are they similar, and then how are they, like, super different? So, if we're talking about El Paso and Juarez specifically, um, they are referred to as the sister cities. Um, I can't remember where I read this once, and they put it very eloquently, something that I'm about to not do <laughs> but it's just this like symbiotic relationship between the two where like I mentioned people cross over from Juarez to go come to El Paso and go shopping at the mall and or like uh, people from El Paso cross over to Juarez to go to lunch or go to like the store over there the supermarket um, just because of the not only prices but um, just because you can get certain things like certain cookies or whatever the case is or just being able to go to a doctor's visit across the border because um, it's cheaper and yeah a lot of my friends in San Diego they would do that too with um, Tijuana yeah so I don't yeah they're just so they're similar yet different it's really interesting like how yes they're sister cities but there's such a contrast like obviously once you go into Juarez you're like yep I am in Mexico, um, and it's, yeah, it's a very interesting relationship. I think it's a beautiful relationship, obviously. Um, I wish Juarez wasn't as dangerous, you know, as it has been in the last few years, um, but it's also has its great qualities and whatnot, and both cities deserve praise for the what they offer individually yeah i feel like it's important to like recognize the similarities but also recognize like what each city uniquely has for them because i hmm how do i say this that's what makes everything great it's just like you get a different vibe where you go 
and even though they're similar they all they i mean like you said you walk there and you're like oh you can definitely tell you're in mexico and it's just like i just love that like aspect of culture where it's like you know what i mean i definitely know what you mean so i think that's just really important for like everywhere um but yeah so i probably should know this about you but i don't know this about you where did you go to undergrad <laughs> i went to the university of texas at el paso aka utep aka go miners <laughs> okay yeah i mean i figured you went to undergrad in el paso but i just wasn't sure if you like did texas is big as hell first of all so i was like maybe she went to another place in texas i don't know no it Texas. you're right texas is big as hell <laughs> i actually so. get hella salty about it like texas and cali i'm like um because you know in-state tuition is the thing and it's like cali and texas get all these options because they're in the same state and then here in nevada we get unlv and unr no shade to anybody that went to either i obviously went to SESU for undergrad so that's a whole nother thing but yeah y'all are lucky we are lucky we have so many cool options and in el paso a lot of people i think um I mean, I went to Utah, but uh, we're just so close to Las Cruces, and we're so close to the University of... Oh, I'm about to butcher this. Their mascot's the Aggies. Oh, my gosh. People at home would trash me. Not UNM, but U... Um, New Mexico State. So, yeah, New Mexico State University is so close to El Paso um, that... Uh, I believe they also, there's a way you can get in-state tuition um, for that university, even if you live in El Paso, but don't quote me on that. But I believe that was the case. That is the case. So yeah, Texas, we have a lot of school options. No, that's great. Um, I didn't know that about New Mexico and Texas. I know there were some schools in Cali that when I was um, coming from high school, there were certain schools in the CSU that would do that with Nevada and Vegas, but it definitely wasn't SDSU, so I don't care to remember. (laughs) (laughs) But what did you major in? I majored in political science, and I minored in legal reasoning. Legal reasoning? I've never heard of that as a minor. Yeah, I know. I I look back on that, and I'm like, I should have just done art or just minored in French, given that I took so many French classes in college, but yeah, legal reasoning is basically like rhetoric, so like logos, ethos, pathos, and it's just a lot of writing, nothing, nothing too out there. No, that makes sense. So you knew coming into undergrad that you wanted to go to law school? Yeah, I think that was always a plan. I mean, I knew that was my next step, and... You know, in my mind, I was like, oh, political science, blah, blah. And that made sense at the time. But then coming like years later and also coming into law school, you realize, dang, everyone did poli-sci. Not everyone, but a lot of people did. And it's like, oh, I could have literally majored in whatever my heart desired and still (laughs) applied to law school right that's the part that tricked me out too I mean obviously well not obviously but I majored in criminal justice because I mostly knew I wanted to do criminal law but when I got to law school and realized like people did majors like not even I mean poli-sci is pretty common so like criminal justice poli-sci 
whatever but when it was like people majored in like the most random things i was like damn i really could have majored in like uh journalism or um public relations or whatever the hell i wanted to do that i changed my mind about but it's like damn that sucks but you know everything happens for a reason i'm sure yeah i know once going into um that i was like oh i could have literally done um oh my gosh i'm spacing out oh like graphic design or something like i could have like i was like dang i could have like upped my i don't even know how to use photoshop so i could have had some pretty sick photoshop skills and here i am not knowing how to use <laughs> photoshop you know like if only i if i could go back i'd probably um i mean i don't regret i don't want this to seem like i regret poli sci but i figure like if i could go back i would definitely choose a different major no same if i had known that i wanted to be like super into um influencer marketing or whatever i would have definitely majored in marketing or something similar to that instead of criminal justice even though i loved criminal justice great major i learned so much about society that i probably wouldn't have known taking those majors that's probably why i don't regret it as much but yeah i get you it's just like oh wow we think that in order to have this legal education you have like one or two or three options but it's like you literally could have majored in whatever you want so if you're listening to this and you want to go to law school major in whatever the hell you want because it doesn't matter when you go to law school when you apply to law school they really don't care they really don't and it's like well, if you're listening and um, you're planning on going to law school, this is, I hope, great advice. This is your sign. <laughs> um, so what made you decide to come to Vegas for law school? I feel like that's pretty random. It's random, but at the t- same time, it's not so much. Um, I of course southwest the desert i'm here in another desert (laughs) surprise surprise um i like the location of vegas so i had many friends from el paso who went to law school who applied to unm in new mexico and who also applied to wisconsin um i heard wisconsin gives people from El Paso, (laughs) aka my friends. They got pretty good scholarships. But in my mind, I was like, okay, Wisconsin. What am I gonna do in Wisconsin? (laughs) I I was like, also, how am I gonna (laughs) continue my website in Wisconsin? And um, yes, am I paying more money out here? Yes, could I have saved a lot more money going to Wisconsin? Um, Probably, but you know, I, I did a tour of Boyd loved it and then of course my tour was given by the wonderful Dean Wall and he's such an angel and he just made it seem like the coolest thing ever we Um, literally stand Dean Wall we stand Dean Wall he's the best um and if you ever have like any existential crisis during law school he makes you feel way better um so that helps and so like the location was one thing not only for the website but like for my sanity (laughs) um also i wanted to be yes vegas is like 10 and a half hour driving distance from el paso but like flight wise it's just like a one hour flight or one and a half hour flight and the tickets 
from Vegas to El Paso aren't too expensive. Like, you know, I wanted to be in a place where if I was homesick or if I needed to fly home for an emergency, God forbid, you know, knock on wood. But, um, or vice versa, I, I, I didn't want to feel too far from my roots and my style of life. Not that I have, you know, some style of life, but also the weather. Um, I love Southwest weather because you know what to expect is going to be really hot and, you know, cold, but not like Montana cold <laughs> or like yeah. Wisconsin or Illinois cold. But yeah, um, th those are all factors um, that were part of it. And also Boyd and the community here, the Vegas legal community was another factor that um, not only I heard of, like trying to apply here, but um, I've definitely grown to, like, know, uh, I've realized now being here how tight-knit it is and how um, accessible it is as well. Yeah, it's a very small, tightly-knit community, which I think is surprising because Vegas, I don't know, I feel like I consider Vegas a bigger city, but I don't actually know the population compared to, like, L.A. or New York or whatever people consider big city, but... You wouldn't expect the community to be as tight as it is because you think like city, not everyone knows each other, but Vegas is definitely the opposite. Not even just the legal community, but in general. Oh, and Boyd offers entertainment law, music law, and copyright law classes. So that's a great, another great factor. Yeah, because how is going to be my entertainment law, music law, IP copyright genius friend <laughs> i hope so i'm like please if the universe hears this please um, oh no honey cause... we're claiming it we're not hoping we're it is the truth already <laughs> it is out in the universe it exists okay it is out there we are declaring it right now on october 17 at i don't know what time it is but uh <laughs> this time we are declaring it <laughs> that's funny um so were you okay so you was it just wisconsin and vegas that you considered was there anywhere else you were like hmm i'd love um, to go here so no not just wisconsin i just say wisconsin because three of my friends ended up going there and i was like oh y'all love me <laughs> um but where else did i apply i feel like that was two and a half years ago but it feels like forever ago um where did I apply? I think I applied, oh, Arizona. I know I applied uh, Arizona, New Mexico, um, some schools in Texas for sure, Boyd, and I feel like I'm forgetting somewhere else. But yeah, like obviously no East Coast schools and all that stuff. Makes sense. Yeah, I had considered DC, but I was like, mm, can I do the seasons? No, I cannot. I uh, lived in Vegas and San Diego for most of my adult life, and I'm spoiled in that regard. So, didn't happen, but I don't regret it. I love Boyd, and I'm from here, so I like that. So, I know, just because we obviously work together on Journal, that you are um, the special products, special projects editor for the Gaming Law Journal, but what other extracurriculars are you involved in at Boyd? So besides being the spe 
special pro I, I also stumbled on that special projects editor i am the vice president of la voz i am the secretary of the intellectual property law society and then i am the aba representative in uh, well within S the sba organization Okay, so let's talk about the fact that I only knew about Lavos and Gaming Law Journal. I did not know you was doing all of that, Miss Pow. <laughs> I know. I feel like I do definitely feel a little overwhelmed sometimes. But, you know, that's what happens when you're trying to make your resume look beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, mood. I feel that um, that's just a mood. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> Definitely just a mood. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're getting situated here in Vegas. We've been here, for, well, I've been here longer, but like you've been here for almost three years now. Are you planning on staying in Vegas to practice or going back to El Paso or doing both? I mean, not doing both. Obviously, you can only be in one place at a time, but like you can be licensed in multiple places. So like, what does that look like for you as we're ending our 3L or I wish we were ending it. Jeez, please. Um, as we're like almost ending our 3L year. So I do. I'm like, oh, Vegas won my heart. Um, I do plan on staying in Nevada. I am taking the bar here. But I do want to be licensed in Texas and California for sure. Uh, specifically for like, um, well, right now my goal is IP. So putting it out there in the universe, you know, there's more, definitely more IP opportunities in California than there is in Nevada. Um, and I mean, Texas has IP opportunities, but El Paso, no, no, no. Very, 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 like very, 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 very little. Um, I would have to, I feel like I would have to be in like Austin or Houston or Dallas, but yeah, I do want to be licensed specifically in those three states. Obviously, if I'm licensed in more, well, woohoo. <laughs> For real, three is already like um, a lot. I know that Texas, you can pay after like five years of being licensed to be licensed there. That's probably what I'm going to do for Ohio just because I have family over there. So definitely something to keep in mind. But if you want to take the Nevada bar and the California bar together, let me know because I'm doing both. <laughs> Are you doing both at the same time? Oh, no, I'm doing Nevada July and then probably California in February of 2022. Okay, I'm going to have to get with you on that because I was planning on doing the same thing. But for study purposes, I will contact you after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I didn't know that you were... I mean, I feel like we've talked about it, but I didn't know you were, like, for sure trying to do California. So we'll link up after the podcast. Love that. Exciting. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're, like, I literally remember when I first met you, and I'm, like, can't believe, like, one, we're this close. Not that I was, like, we wouldn't be, but it's, like, you know, it's just weird because, like, I can remember the first time I met you, and now we're, like, super friends and, like, super cool, and we have our little group or whatever, and then, yeah, we're getting ready to graduate. It's fucking wild. I know, time flies. I'm so glad I met, like, you and a few others from Section 2, and I've become really close with you guys, because, you know, um, being out here, like, I didn't have 
people or friends. So I'm just glad that at least the majority of the people I met at law school, not all, <laughs> we, we know the stories, um, not all, but the majority of the people have been super nice and just like they're ready to lend a hand or like let's study or like let me you know, like, hey, can you please explain this to me, or whatever the case is, I feel like um, everyone, for the most part, has been wonderful, and having a group of friends, like the group we have, and even, like, the other small groups um, outside of that, it's just really great, and it's always, like, I don't know, I think that's another reason why it's like a no-brainer for me to stay here in Nevada, and now that I'm gonna be here in Nevada after law school, we can just continue making memories and being friends and going out to brunch, because you know we're gonna be doing that once this COVID situation gets, uh, you know, handled. Listen, once we're attorneys, and hopefully we're being paid well as attorneys, Um, The brunches are going to be next level. Like, I'm already excited about it. (laughs) All right, listeners. So I decided recently that I wanted to add a new segment to the podcast to get to know our guests a little bit better. So this segment is just a simple this or that, and I'm going to ask Pau a few questions, and she's going to tell me which one she prefers, and if she wants, she can explain. You don't have to explain, Pau, but if you want, you can. Um, Okay. But yeah, so let's just, let's start. (laughs) So first, dogs or cats? Cats. I have two cats. Cats. (laughs) What are their names? Messy and Mia. So cute. I love those names together. Like, they're cute names by themselves, but, like, together, that's just cute. Messy and Mia. Cute. Okay. Phone call or text? Okay. If it's short, text. But definitely, there's nothing like a good phone call and being able to hear someone's voice. Oh, my gosh, right? I'm definitely team phone call, even if it's not long, just because, like, I get tired of typing. (laughs) Honestly, there should be like this thing where it's like, I'm tired of typing, I'm tired of looking at the screen, and I just want to be able to talk, converse, and do other things at the same time. Right, I'm good for a speakerphone uh, phone call. Like, I'm really good for like putting my phone on speaker or having my headphone, my like wireless headphones in and just like carrying on with my day. Yeah, even like a good FaceTime, you know, definitely, but definitely team phone. (laughs) I mean, call. (laughs) Okay, coffee or tea? Coffee, because I'm usually so tired, but matcha, there's, ugh, love it. We love a good matcha. No, honestly, I could not choose between the two. I love matcha too. You know, you follow me on Instagram. I know we love we love that one's a hard one actually because I love tea all kinds of tea that is really hard I think that's maybe one of the harder ones (laughs) okay so next one hot chocolate or apple cider oh this one's easy for me hot chocolate I'm not a fan of apple cider what not a fan oh no (laughs) 
<laughs> Have you ever had the one at Gilcrease Orchard? No, what's that? It's the pumpkin patch. There's, there's a pumpkin patch? Pow, what? Oh my gosh, no. I definitely am going to text you after this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, please do take me. No, we need some content, maybe content. I was having this conversation with Rima the other day where we were driving down the highway and um, uh, and we were driving past Ikea and we noticed something in the parking lot or I noticed something in the parking lot and it said like pumpkin patch and I'm like what a pumpkin patch in the middle of a parking lot uh-uh back in El Paso we go to like the corn maze and the actual pumpkin patches like on farms and stuff I was like what is this Wait, what? They have a pumpkin patch? <laughs> yeah, there was a pumpkin patch in the IKEA parking lot, and then there was a pumpkin patch, and it it was late, and we were laughing our asses off because it it was like world's the- greatest pumpkin patch. It was next to there was another one next to Tivoli Village, and I was like, what the hell? This is not the world's greatest pumpkin patch. A pumpkin patch in the IKEA parking lot is literally the tackiest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> Um, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> okay, okay, let me bring it back. Yeah, there's one at Gil- uh, excuse me. There's one at Gilcrease Orchard, and it's like regular around the year. It's an apple orchard, and then they have the pumpkins and the sunflowers during fall. And I think they still have whatever's in season. They have it, but yeah, um, that's where I took pictures there last year, and I went with Alpha and Taja. It's funny as fuck. I can't. I'm sorry. I, okay, no, gonna... literally. I was. That was my reaction when I saw it. Okay, I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. Okay, since we're in spooky season, horror movies or comedy movies? I, I mean, spooky season horror movies, but year round, love me a comedy. Love, love, love comedy movies for sure. Yeah, I feel like outside of spooky season, that'd be a harder one to answer. Um, ooh, this is a good one. Beer or wine? Oh, man. I'm like the worst person <laughs> to ask. Shoot. Uh, like on a hot summer day, there's nothing like a cor- like a very cold coarse light to just refresh your soul. But like, you know, winter's coming. It's cold like a nice cab or Pinot Noir. Um, while on the couch is great. So that one's, no, I'm not going to answer that one. That one's hard. (laughs) I knew this was going to be the hardest one to answer. Okay, I'll end it on this one. Sweaters or hoodies? Um, I'm going to just go with sweaters because they're so versatile and they just look like, although love me a good comfy hoodie, uh, there's nothing like... A, a sweater to just like elevate the outfit a little you know makes it make it look like you tried or whatever the case is right with some booties we love the fall right. aesthetic it's super cute mm. yeah and it's part of that fall aesthetic and it's like i feel like hoodies uh can be a year uh ra- like year-round type thing but yeah comfortable hoodies very comfortable love them if I'm wearing a hoodie, like, for a super long period of time, I've just, like, decided that that's the aesthetic we're going for is, like, lazy girl chic. 
Yeah, I wish it... I don't even know if that's, like... I don't even know if that's generally used, but that should be, like, the new thing. Lazy girl chic. Look at the new Okay, Paris. TM, TM, TM. On this day, I... It's mine. I created it. <laughs> Pal is my witness. She can use it, too. Everybody else, I will sue. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any I'm gonna... I'm gonna have to take, like, a picture for my Instagram and then somehow, um caption it lazy girl chic and then like tag you in it i'll have to think of uh, we're bringing it something it's, it's a thing now it's definitely a thing i mean yeah it probably might be a thing already but i haven't seen it this came just from my mind right now <laughs> all right I love it so thanks for starting my new segment with me this or that i'm gonna try to make it a weekly thing no promises because sometimes i just be forgetting so but i do like that that was fun um so yeah that was fun pal thanks for playing of course so now that we've gotten you know we've learned a little bit more about you through you telling us about you and telling us about your undergrad experience and growing up in el paso and even playing this or that now we're gonna get into your website obviously because that was one of the first things that i was like super excited when i met you like i was super excited because you had like a website and i was like oh my gosh like she gets it like i have my blog and like it's super challenging to like do both you know what i mean it really is and people don't realize like especially depending on how you're conducting the website whether it's just like you emailing some questions versus you doing like a voice recording in person and then having to dedicate the time to transcribing it and then editing it and making sure the grammar is correct you like oh it's a whole process yeah your website is super unique in that regard um so let's talk about it a little bit desert of my eye what inspired you to begin the website so I did not begin the website by myself. Originally, a friend of mine from El Paso, she was in my French class. Uh, we would go to different cafes and restaurants during our like period after French because it was like lunchtime. So and then we had classes after and she had work. And so we started going to all these places and we're like, wow, we should start reviewing these places. And that was like the original plan. Um, like we didn't even have a name for it or anything. We were like, oh, we're gonna just review all these places and post about them online. And then when we were in like the process, we were like, you know what? Instead of like just reviewing these places, why don't we just interview the owners or the people here and ask them about why they started this place and, you know, um, kind of like showcase them in a way that is not just like a pure review. And it was with the intention of trying to bring this light to the community like um you know the internet's a great tool um for many reasons and one of them being able to look up so many things and find many new things so we were like we want to interview places and people and artists um it started very local at the beginning it's grown since then now i do a lot of like southwest stuff so it's like if an event happens in El Paso if an event happens here in Vegas or in California depending on the situation or the event but 
Yeah, it was with the intention of showcasing El Paso and Juarez. That's dope to just like put that spotlight on your city and you know, people have misconceptions about places that they're not from all the time. So I think that's super cool that you decided to be like, oh, this is what's up in El Paso. And now that you've turned it into like this Southwest theme, so still keeping in with the desert theme, but also like expanding, um, which allows you to have multiple sources of content, baby content. <laughs> oh, by the way, everyone listening. <laughs> content, baby content. <laughs> everyone listening. Um, I watch this YouTuber, Ruby Ashton, and she, it's like an inside joke for like her channel, but like now me and Pal, like we always say it to each other when we're trying to get some content baby content you know we're creators and we just always say it to each other so that's why we keep saying <laughs> that really is like our thing like our our inside joke when we're like content baby content but <laughs> yeah desert of my eye is unique in that sense obviously i um i run it by myself now she moved on to a different blog and she does her own thing now um but yeah, I remember we were sitting in a cafe trying to think up, think of a name, and then I was like, oh, apple of my eye, apple of my eye, and then eventually we settled on desert of my eye. <laughs> no, I love that name. It is extremely unique and different, and I always thought it was a play on apple of my eye, but I wasn't sure. So yeah, I love that. So do you plan on keeping it a passion project or do you want to eventually monetize it? Or is it already monetized? I don't know your finances and your business. So <laughs> so it's not monetized. Um, and I, I don't know if I want to monetize it. I mean, for right, right now, it is a passion project. Uh, I mean, I would love to be earning money on it, but I feel like for that degree I just need to invest a lot of time a lot of time that I don't have right now in law school um, but at one point my plan was to possibly you know link up like kind of like hire interns so like people that are communications majors or whatever that just need like a internship or just kind of like something they can do on the side that they can put on their resume like that would be cool to do kind of like something like that or like hire people because I don't have the time and sometimes it is overwhelming but there's something about doing it myself which is very rewarding and also being able to talk to the people the musicians myself just doing it the way I like it so I don't know I feel like I have to find a happy medium eventually when, once I can dedicate time to it and see where I can go from there and see if monetizing is an option and if so how but uh, right now not monetize just a hobby and something I love also it's a great way to enhance your people skills and your everything skills because sometimes I conduct interviews in Spanish and I transcribe them and translate them into English so yeah it really hones in in a lot of skills and I think that's why I also like it a lot. I can't even imagine yeah my website is just me writing as me and I can't even imagine how much time it would take to like interview people and then transcribe them. And then if you're doing interview with Spanish and you have to transcribe it in English, that just sounds like a whole bunch of effort. So I can't even imagine like the fact that you're still doing it in law school, like hats off to you, girl, because 
that's a lot of labor and it's a labor of love right like you said it's not monetized so like you genuinely do it because you love it and that's super cool too yeah it truly is a passion project and it comes from the heart and it comes from my love of music and my love of art and my love of culture and different cultures you know yeah so you interview a lot of musicians what is that process like how do you do that (laughs) so originally it was i would uh, interview a lot of musicians that were stopping by the lowbrow palace a very great venue back home um and it was just reaching out to their publicists or whoever their tour managers are or whoever um their handles their instagram page because some bands are really big and they have an email some don't some handle it out of their tms well whatever the situation is it's just reaching out to them and being like hey can i interview you and i mean the perks of that for a lot of the times is of course meeting them and being able to assist the show and take pictures um now that the website's grown i think uh it's very rewarding when publicists reach out to you and they're like hey i have this one big client or this just client and they're like do you want to interview them it's like oh my gosh yes i used to listen to their music or oh my gosh yeah i know who they are of course (laughs) but yeah it's it's very interesting and i love interviewing people and musicians and artists on both sides of the border that is just so cool (laughs) i can't put it into any other words besides cool like that's just so cool you get to interview these musicians you grew up listening to them or you listen to them you know who they are and they're reaching out to you like you would not be able to tell me anything if that was me Yeah, it's really cool, and it's times like that when you really know, like, it really feels like it's worth it, and it's uh, really rewarding in many ways. So, you also mentioned that you interview artists, I mean, not that musicians aren't artists, but you get what I'm saying, like, artists who create, like, art, well, duh, music is art, you know what I'm, (laughs) everybody, y'all know what I'm trying to say, like, paintings, yeah, Yeah. sketches, yeah, (laughs) painters, um, (laughs) Yeah, so um, which one do you enjoy more? Obviously, you can say you don't enjoy one more than the other. So I enjoy each for different reasons. Obviously, one's music, one's art. Not that the other one's not art, but you know what I mean. Um, But yeah, like I like both because people, bands, they each have their own story, their own trajectory, their own background, and it's just interesting learning about so many people's lives and just being able to ask them about certain things and learn from them. Or like if they're like a local artist or whatever the case is, being able to ask about what inspires them, what their paintings are about, what their, you know, exhibitions are about. Yeah. Sometimes I think of the word in Spanish and then I say it in English. And I'm like, yeah, nope, that's not right. But um, it's all good. And now I'm thinking of oppositions, and that's not the thing. That's not an opposition. Um, this is what law school does to you. <laughs> right. You're, I swear, um, somebody said some word the other day, and I was like, immediately thought of the legal context, and I was like, Oh, no, that actually has a meaning outside of law. 
<laughs> no, literally, sometimes you're like, I need to chill with the whole thinking everything relates to law school because it doesn't. <laughs> Not at all. But yeah, so um, is it easier to get in contact with artists? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on like how popular they are, but like, do they manage their own accounts? Or Instagrams in your experience or is it like no they still have a publicist you have to reach out to or a PR person or whatever people use these days um I wouldn't say easier um no yeah I wouldn't say it's become easier um I think you know how to get around it more but not necessarily I wouldn't say it's easier but I mean yeah in a way it is because I've been doing it for a while but I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's because everyone's different and everyone's manager or even themselves. A lot of people just represent themselves. They don't have managers. And um, but yeah, no, I I wouldn't say it's easier. Sorry, that was like a long winded stumbled answer. And I could have just said it in one word. No, it's good. We like to hear the thought process. Sometimes we just got to work through things in our head. And that's what the podcast is for. It's not a big deal. Um, But actually... (laughs) I mean, you hear me this whole time. I'm like, um, I don't know how to say, um, maybe. So don't feel bad. It's all good over here. So, you know, we've arrived at the end of the episode. So you know what I'm about to ask you, pal? How do you handle your scandal, aka balance your busy life? You're balancing being a full-time law student in the bajillion organizations you told me that you're a part of. You're balancing working at a law firm. You're balancing your website and working out and everything else that you do. So tell us, how do you handle your scandal? I really don't think I handle my scandal. Um, <laughs> I I think I, I just learned how to live with it. <laughs> I've learned to live with my scandal. Um, I mean, I do have a routine. I mean, I work, you know, I have to show up, like, clock into work and get out by a certain time. I do have, I think it helps that I clock into work, I get out of work at a certain time, my classes are at a certain time. But, like, outside of those scheduled things, I try to handle it by not forgetting to do the things I like. Obviously, not leaving things last minute, um, although it's pretty much inevitable when you have so many things going on. But um you know it's just about learning how to get through it and just do it honestly but like in my terms handling my scandals not necessarily like you know getting everything done on my to-do list in one day it's more like okay i'm gonna get done with as much as i can and then and then also like like i said working out my zen time my me time time i get to distress or take a nap or you know hop on youtube or whatever the case is and just watch a few videos and then get on with my day so you know i think in handling my scandal it's also me also not also doing the stuff i like you know and it's mainly to not go crazy to be honest i i agree with that completely for me i didn't realize how important like my blog and my whatever I'm trying to do on Instagram and all of that my podcast was until like I realized I was neglecting it and I just was not in a happy space yeah exactly I mean that's I think that's the biggest part of it yeah you just gotta work hard and play hard sometimes play harder it really just depends on the week (laughs) but yeah do you have any other advice for the listeners Mm, 
advice. I think every pretty, I think it's pretty obvious what my <laughs> advice will be, but it's mainly, well, first of all, don't ever forget to check in on yourself, check in with the people around you. Just, you know, don't forget your family, your friends, people back home, if that's your situation. Um, always check in on them, especially now. It's like hard times, and I think getting a message from some t someone really helps, although this is related yet non-related. But yeah, I mean, do what you like, do what you want to do, because at the end of the day, I think it's all relative, life short, you know, and, you know, let's not dwell on now and we can just continue on with our lives. <laughs> no, I think that's great advice, everyone. So make sure that you are doing the things you love, checking in with yourself and checking in with your loved ones. It's so important. I feel like loved ones are the first ones to be neglected when we're super busy, but it is so important to have those like even if it's like a five minute phone call, I, I agree completely for sure. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for allowing me to share it and allowing me to be on this lovely podcast. No, of course. Thank you for taking time to talk to me. Um, I really appreciate you, pal. Um, for my listeners, you can follow her on her social media at AnnaPow101 and at Desert of My Eye. And of course, check out her website, desertofmyeye.com. Both of those will be, or all three of those will be in the show notes. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. And thanks again, pal. Thank you. All right, listeners, have a great rest of your day and make sure to handle your scandal.